Imagine this. You're the captain of a ship navigating through the treacherous water. Your crew is bustling and hustling with activity, each member performing a crucial task. But that is the question. Who's responsible for ensuring the ship reaches, <laughs> reaches its destination? Safely, of course, on time and within budget, and of course, within scope. There has to be a place where a project manager comes into play. Hey, if you're new to the channel, I go by the name of ED for all you smart and intelligent folks out there. Listen, that just simply means Ed. Today's episode is entitled, What is the Role of the Project Manager? Again, what is the role of a project manager? I said the, but a project manager. Family, I'm going to unpack my seven-point framework, but you know, I'm going to make it a little interesting. I'm going to tie in the little ship story with each point that we talk about. I hope it's entertaining and provides you some value at the same time. Let's get to it. Point number one, the visionary navigator. Look, a project manager is like the captain of a ship, charting the course for their actual project. This is where the goals are defined, objectives, and the path to which they're going to reach. Let's look at point number two. Point number two is the master plan. I'm working on the master plan. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, I digress. Master plan. Project managers are constantly looking over every detail of the plan to ensure that the journey is adequate enough with resources, timelines, and ensuring there is nothing left to chance. You already know how this goes. If you don't, sometimes, family, you could get caught up where you forget certain details because you're like, oh, we don't need those. But the responsibility of the project manager is to ensure that we do need those. And if we don't end up using them, that's great. But we have to ensure that is detailed. You know how the saying goes. Documentation is always going to be what? Conversation. So, of course, family, we have to ensure that we are documenting properly. Point number three, the decision maker. Listen. Just as a captain is navigating the seas of the ocean, the seas of the ocean, the ocean. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but if you've ever been on a boat where like on a cruise or even just a regular, boat, it doesn't even have to be a cruise, that sometimes unexpected weather can come out of nowhere. And as a captain, sort of similar to if you're leading your project, you have to be adaptable and having the ability to make crucial decisions on the fly, not this type of fly or this type of fly, but I'm just saying on the fly, just in case of circumstances shift. Cause I always, I've shared with you before in previous videos that as project managers, and I was guilty of this before, uh, before. And then one time a project manager, a senior project manager, this was early in my career, pulled me to the side and was like, listen, Edward, you have to be adaptable. And I was like, what does that even mean? Because I know, I mean, for my common sense, I get where it means, but what we're, we're leveraging a waterfall. This is the reason it's step by step the way that it is. He was like, yes, that's great. He was like, but you can't keep running into a wall expecting that you're going to go through it instead of finding a way to go around it. Ooh, but I like that. Because what he was saying to me, family, was basically that 
uh, sometimes plans do change. Sometimes you will have to make a change on the, or I should make, you have to make a change on the fly. But this is what he said is, is that even if you make that, that change on the fly, make sure that you document it because also add it to your lessons learned. So when you have another project similar, you know how to go into your toolbox and be able to extract that lesson learned and apply it to that particular project. Let's move on to point number four, the team Orchestra. What does that mean, family? Well, that basically means it's like, have you ever watched a, sym a sympathy, a sympathy, a symphony where you you're looking at the orchestra conductor and what they're doing is they're directing. They may be directing the violinist is over here, the the saxophone, the piano, like all of these different aspects. And that's how it is in a project. When when a project manager is like that that individual that is directing that orchestra by bringing everyone to, together with their di diverse experiences and expertise, ensuring that they're. I, that would, I don't know. That sounded like a flatline. I don't know about you. But anyway, I'm, I'm not trying to flatline anybody, but you get the point. I'm, I was trying to hum, you know, but I digress. But what I'm saying, family, is, is that everyone is, is playing in a, harm, in a harmony. It's just, I mean, it's running so smooth. You just like, ooh. I tell you, when you get a project like that, when you hit that, hit that aspect of a project, it's like, oh man, it's, it's, it's literally like what we're leveraging on the store. It's like smooth selling. All right, let's move on to point number five. The risk mitigator, you know, family, I always tell you when you are having your your weekly or biweekly or whenever you have your project management meetings, it's important to start with start with risk and issues at the top of your agenda. The reason why you want to start with risk or issues at the top of the agenda, and, I, and I'm not talking about just um, talking about the old, uh, the risk that's already been identified. I'm also talking about risk that maybe potentially have not been identified. And you want to assure that, hey, team, is there any new risk that we need to talk, uh, that we need to talk about anything that's happening that you're noticing so we can track it on the risk register and then watch it to ensure and come up with a mitigating uh, response in, in case this flips from a risk to an issue. Oh, my apologies, family. I'm, 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 I owe you guys an apology. Let me, let me unpack a, a risk register. A risk register at a high level is where you document your risk and then you have a, a response in place in case that risk happens. You also want to classify that risk to see, hey, hey guys, do you think, and it's, it's different everywhere, so I'll, I'll use like the general rule of thumb. And that's basically saying high, medium, and low. Um, I've seen somewhere it's, you know, they use P, like P0, P1, P2, P3, or I've seen it also where it's critical, high, medium, and low. So basically what, what the purpose of this is, is that you want to be cognizant of just in case of this, this risk flips into an issue. And a risk is a a, a terminology of saying, hey, this potentially might happen. We're not saying it's going to happen. But if it does happen, now that risk turns into what we call an issue. Now you log it in your issue log. Let's move on to point number six. Everything that I talk about is always going to have this component in there. And if you don't know by now, which is one of my favorite, as well as what is talked about in the book, in the, book the Magnetic Project Manager, effective communicator. What does that mean? That effective communicator meaning ensuring that the stakeholders are informed, ensure that the stakeholders uh, have a transparent look into the actual project. Um, 
Also being an effective communicator means ensuring that the expectations wait, let's pause here parenthetically and look at what expectations really mean. Cause you know, when we set expectations, the frustration that comes from what we expected is really normally, okay, maybe that's too much. No, I'm not going to keep going. Basically what I'm saying family is that frustration comes from the lack of expectations of which someone has. So if I have a certain expectation and if I didn't communicate that effectively and those expectations are not met, then I become frustrated. So we as project managers have to be transparent in what the expectations are going to be delivered in this particular project. Also, another thing that is resolving conflict. I always tell you all conflict is not bad, but the, the conflict that you can, the conflict that you can prevent and which is uh, going to really destroy your team morale, you want to attack head on. You don't want to do any surface problem solving. You want to do, do deep rooted problem solving. Let's move on to point number seven. Oh, it just aligns with my point, which is being a problem solver. Listen, as a captain or what I'm calling the project manager as the captain, when storms brew or unexpected challenges arise, project managers are the ones who hold the, the, the ship steady and find solutions collectively with the stakeholders. I love when a problem arises and the team says, hey, Let's work together on this ED to ensure that we can find multiple solutions just in case if, if plan A don't work, we'll go to plan B. If plan B don't work, we'll go to plan C. And what I'm saying to you, family, is that is the importance of when you're a project manager, you're exposed to a lot of problems that may be as, as minute as, hey, you lost a resource because of priority or as high as that, hey, they've cut the funding on your project and you're going to have to make do what you have. There's so many different problems that I could talk about from my experience, but I'll just give you those two as an example. But the whole thing is, is don't go into trying to be going to problem solving alone, engage your stakeholders so they can provide, so you guys can collectively, or my favorite word besides communication is collaborate on a solution to resolve the problem. And this bonus point for you family is scope creep. Listen, I've been on, on projects where they have allowed uh, scope, uh, scope creep and they didn't, they didn't properly evaluate and or document the partic particular change. They just made the change on the fly without any proper documentation, without any proper, proper change control uh, process in place. A proper change control is, I will promise you this. Well, I can't promise because, you know, I'll just say it will add value if you go through a proper change control uh, process. That's that meaning documenting the change that is going to actually occur as well as having a rollback plan in case that change doesn't work. And then you can go back to the drawing board and then finally going through CAB or the change, uh, uh, the change control board to get approval on that from various de uh, departments. So they're aligned on the particular change that's coming. Hey family, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I had fun delivering it to you. I go by the name AD until next time. You know what I'm going to say. I'm out.